0: I'm your honey. I'm, too bad. Too bad. I'm I'm sure what I'm I'm you I'm saying. I'm you know I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm I'm Really?
1: <coughs> 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 الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من نبي Allah ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن قارون كان من قوم موسى فبغى عليهم وآتيناه من الكنوز ما إن فاتحه لتنوء بالعصبة أولي القوة. وعن معاذ بن جبل رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من عير أخاه بذنبٍ لَمْ يَمُتْ حَتَّى يَعْمَلَهُ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ (coughs) الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ ulama, respected Hufaz, beloved brothers and elders, Allah Ta'ala explains to us in one verse of the Qur'an-i something Allah carried out and the method Allah chose in this world for the way things will be created, Allah says, وَمِن كُلِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَا زَوْجَيْنَ Everything that we've created, We've created them in pairs. Mufassirin explained, Zawjain here refer to opposites. Like, you'll get the night, you'll get the day. You'll get something dark, you'll get something bright. You'll get something sweet, you'll get something sour. You'll get someone privileged, someone underprivileged, someone wealthy, someone poor. This is the decision of Allah ta'ala. And this is how Allah ta'ala chose this world to run. At the end, Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَرٌ For this creation of opposites is not for one person to boast over the other, not for one person to take advantage over the next, rather لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ so that you will recognize, you will realize, you will understand, behind this is the creation of Allah, behind this is the bounty of Allah, this should take you to making shukr to Allah if you are blessed with something more than the next. If Allah has favored you and blessed you with something the other person doesn't have, the next person doesn't have, this should take you to be grateful to Allah rather than being boastful. To, 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 el- to elucidate this, we find an incident recorded in quran kareem You and I should never ever be looking down at anyone, no matter what Allah has blessed us with. This has been commanded even to the Anbiya that the need of Allah Ta'ala's creation. Musa is chosen as a Nabi. He asks Allah Ta'ala, Oh Allah, I need help in my affairs. Appoint my brother Harun as a Nabi as well. Allah answers his dua. Allah sends both of them. To who? To the greatest tyrant maybe in the world. When someone wishes to explain and draw a parable of tyranny, then Fir'aun is the man who comes first to anyone's mind. Fir'aun is a person who becomes al Mathal. He's a person who's normally quoted for his tyranny. Allah sends Musa and Harun alayhim as go to Fir'aun and give him da'wat, call him to Islam. But when they go, who are they the most selected? Of Allah's creation, the Anbiya alayhim as When they are commanded to go to Fir'aun, Allah instructs them, when you're speaking, even when you're speaking to Fir'aun, then how should you speak? Fakula Allahu قَوْلًا layna. La <laughs> Allahu When you're speaking to him, then speak to him gently. Speak to him kindly, softly, politely. Maybe he'll heed to advice. Maybe he'll accept Islam. This was commanded, this was the instruction given to Anbiya alayhi musalaam teaching us so much more. How much we should be careful of ourselves never to think if I'm going before someone who's a tyrant then I should be behaving as a tyrant. No. Never ever should you look down at someone, if Allah has blessed you with any type of superiority. On the other hand, we find, when people engage in this type of behavior, Allah has blessed everyone in a different way. There's a very fine line, ulamai kiram explain, between pride and between confidence. On one hand, a person is happy and confident, and the other side, a person is proud and boastful. What's the line in between? The line in between is every one of us. There is something we enjoy over and above people who are around us. In some way or the other, Allah has privileged and granted us some advantage over others. When we look at that advantage, ponder over it, and we attribute that perfection to ourselves, then this leads to a person becoming proud and boastful. But when he attributes this to Allah, تعالى, he makes shukr for what he has, then he's happy and he's confident and he's attributing this only to Allah. Allah says regarding this, bi rahmatihi If you're happy and you're rejoicing, understanding that this is the bounty of Allah, not my own perfection, then you are moving on the right path. Allah speaks about Qarun in the quran Karib. kareem One is what historians would say about someone. They would wish to describe his wealth. They would say this man was very wealthy. He was extremely wealthy person. This was the amount of cash he had, gold he had, silver he had. Allah speaks about Qarun in the quran al kareem and says, leave alone the wealth, the gold, the silver, and what he had in his safes. Just the keys to open those safes. وَإِنَّ مَفَاتِحَهُ لَتَنُوءُ بِالْعُصْبَةِ just to carry the keys. A group of strong people were required just to hold the keys to Qarun's sejah. How much he must have owned. But then, Allah says regarding Qarun, Qarun, the end. This was his beginning. He was the cousin of Musa He was blessed with being in the family of a nabi. He was blessed with memorizing the Torah, which in that time, very few people had that privilege. But then, at the end, what happened to Qarun, فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ الْأَرْضِ We had sunk him, as well as all his possessions, whatever he owned, all sunken into the earth. Some Mufassirin explained, he'll continue sinking till the day of Qiyamah. Why? Because when he enjoyed all these bounties, instead of attributing it to Allah and becoming grateful, he attributed it to himself and said, إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي Whatever I got is because of my own expertise. Because of my knowledge, because of my experience, because of what I acquired, because of what I worked hard for. And this was the cause of him losing everything. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us and warns us in so many places. One hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught us. When you see someone underprivileged, you see someone who's blessed with less than you, not only blessed with less than you, sometimes you see him engaging in something wrong and haram. He's engaging in a sin. Even him engaging in a sin and you not engaging in sin is a bounty from Allah, attribute it to Allah, never to yourself. Nabi alayhi salatu said, "Man ayara bi That person who taught a sin that that person is committing. You notice someone committing a wrong and committing a crime? you taunting him, you're putting him in contempt and disdain regarding yourself to be superior. "Lam yamut hatta yamalahu." A day will come you won't leave the world until you get involved in that very same sin. You will get involved in that very same sin before leaving the world. di Qadi quotes an incident regarding a man. لح... دج... A man sat down to eat one day, and before him, his wife had prepared some excellent food. Mentioned is made of some type of roasted chicken. There was a knock on the door. There was a beggar who was knocking outside. The man goes up and he sees he's a beggar. He becomes upset. I'm, I've, seated, I've seated myself down to eat. We're about to enjoy a good meal. And this man comes and disturbs us. He writes, He looked at this man with contempt. He disdained him. He looked at him with a bad eye. He chased him away. He didn't give him a good reception. He probably shouted him and sent him off. He us, You give someone... You can give someone sadaqah, and if after that sadaqa you're giving him harm, then Allah says, ma'ruf wa min adha. You give someone something, but you're giving him a mouthful, you're telling him so many things to insult him. Whilst giving him the sadaqah, or after giving him the sadaqah, better than that, is to mention a good statement and forgive the beggar for coming to you at the wrong time, or forgive him for whatever he has hurt you, forgive him for his approach. That's better than giving sadaqah after which harm comes. So one is you gave sadaqah and you gave some harm. One is you didn't give the sadaqah at all and you chased the person away. This man chases him away. It carries on what... wakana rajul mutrifah. The man was a wealthy man. Allah gave him so much of wealth. But after this, the tables began to turn. He was leading a happy married life. He had so much of wealth at his disposal. But then something took place. He began losing his wife. He lost his home. He lost his family. Eventually, his wife was separated. Him and his wife were separated. Talak was given. His wife remarried. Now she's seated with her new husband, the second husband. Again, they are seated for a meal. Exactly, now we seated for a meal with this very same food in front of them. And now with her new husband, there's a knock on the door. And the husband says, it seems there's a beggar. Here, take our meal and give it to him. She takes that meal and she gives it to the beggar. But when she hands it over to him, when her eyes meet with his eyes, she notices something very unique. She comes back and there's tears rolling down her eyes. The new husband asks her, what had transpired? Why are you so hurt? So she says, I recognize that beggar. That beggar who I gave the, the, the food to today. This was my old husband. One day we were seated like this for a meal. She narrated to him the entire incident. A man came away. He was rude to him. He looked down at him. And he kicked him out. And today, that man is begging. The new husband tells her, the story doesn't end there. Do you know who I am? For Wallahi, I am that man who was there as a beggar yesterday. Today, Today, Allah has turned the tables. Allah has blessed me with what he had yesterday, because that man was guilty of the crime of not attributing his bounties to Allah, attributing it to himself, and Allah had turned the tables. This is a very instructive incident, something for us to ponder about. The, the, the tables are in the hands of Allah, everything we do has a reaction. Every action of ours has a reaction. You do good to someone, you you add favorably to someone, tomorrow Allah will let that happen to you. In a hadith, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, Shaykhan, Whenever a youngster honors an elderly person, just because of his age and seniority, one day when that youngster becomes old, Allah will appoint people to respect him in his old age. You were good to someone today. Allah will make good happen to you tomorrow. But Allah forbid. You ran someone down today. Tomorrow someone will run you down. A famous quotation is quoted in Arabic. Man dhahiqa, You laugh at someone today. Tomorrow people will be appointed to laugh at you. So at no point should we ever disdain, hold in contempt, disregard any person, mock, scoff, or look down at anybody at any time. Because this is not what deen has, the way we're supposed to be behaving indeed. In a hadith we find on the occasion when Ma'i radiallahu ta'ala anhu was stoned to death because of a crime he committed during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was the rajam, the stone. And after Ma'i radiallahu anhu was stoned, he passed away, the janazah salah was performed, he was buried. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had come up And mention to the Sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala, anhum, istaghfiru li ma'iz ibn Malik. Make dua for ma'iz bin Malik. In other words, send thawab for him like we would send for any other mayyid. Why? ma'iz bin Malik made such a tawbah. Had this tawbah been distributed between or over an entire ummah, an entire nation, this tawbah of one man, would suffice for the whole nation. In other words, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is teaching us even though he was pelted and he was punished. But don't look down at the men. This doesn't give us permission to look down at anybody. Because today we we'll look down at someone, and tomorrow in the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa it's likely that we will fall in the same predicament, or we could fall even harder. Allah save and protect every one of us. A famous incident is recorded. About a very pious person during the second hijri of Islam, a man by the name of Shaykh Abu Abdullah Andalusi, Rahimahullah. It was the second century of Islam in one of the main cities of Islam, Baghdad, where would you would you look around, there would be madaris, there would be masajid, and there would be people reciting Qur'an, engaging in dhikr during the glorious era of Islam. This man Shaykh Abu Abdullah Andalusi was blessed. So many Masajid and Madaris were running under his hands. Allah blessed him with so much of knowledge, forget became being Hafiz of Qur'an, quran Kareem by heart, in all the seven qiraat according to all the seven qiraat. He knew ahadith, not one, not two. He knew 30,000 ahadith eh, by memory. 30,000. Allah blessed him with so many students and affiliates in the town of Baghdad and around, that his students numbered 12,000. Amongst them, people who used to frequent his company, where people, the likes of Junaid Baghdadi and Shibli Allah. Shibli rahimahullah, explains, once we were traveling, with Sheikh Abu Abdullah Andalusi, we had to undergo a journey. We came to a spot, we came to a town, it was time for salah, we were looking for water. But this town was the town of the Christians, it was the town of the kuffar. Christians, there were fire worshippers, who were worshipping fire, there were other idolaters who were engaged in their idolatry and idol worship. As we passed them, when we passed their temples, their churches and their synagogues, then we thought to ourselves, what are these people engaged in? They're engaged in kufr, they're bowing down to the wrong deities and prostrating before the wrong gods. There's only one God. We noticed this, we carried on, we came to the al there. Around that well, there were some beautiful girls. From all these girls, one girl's beauty was outstanding. Sheikh Abu Abdullah Andalusi, who was the Amir and the leader of our group, he asked the people around, who are these girls and what are they doing? He says, these girls are in charge of drawing water for the well. Whoever needs water, they'll give it to them. Who's that girl who is looking different from the rest? Her clothing, her jewelry, etc. They replied that she is the daughter of our leader, the Christian leader. Why is he letting her doing, do this type of menial work? He replied, he wants to train her for future life. Nevertheless, Shaykh Abu Abdullah Andalusi rahimahullah, from that day, Shaykh Shibli rahimahullah says, then three days passed. Sheikh Abu Abdullah Andalusi did nothing. The only thing he did was, when the time of salah came, he made wudu and performed his salah. He never eat anything, he never drink anything, he never spoke and uttered one word. After three days, we took the courage to ask him, O oh, Sheikh, we have stayed here for so long, can we continue with our journey? He addressed them saying, All of you, the entire group, you'll go back to Baghdad. I cannot come with you all, and I have no control over myself. They asked him, what has happened? He said and he explained to them, that the love of that girl, that, that girl with outstanding beauty, her love has captured my heart. I cannot leave this land, I cannot come with you anymore. You all go back to Baghdad. They were heartbroken. They left, they came to Baghdad, and when they mentioned to Peter, some of them collapsed and fainted immediately, hearing what happened to this buzurg, this pious man. After one year, Shibli Rahimullah says, we came back to this town. The entire year we're making dua, we come back to the town, we asked the people, there was a pious man, there was a man who came with us last year. Do you all know his whereabouts? They say, yes, if you want to find him, you'll find him in the jungle. He's grazing the animals, He's grazing the pigs, he's attending to the pigs. They go to the jungle and they see Sheikh Abu Abdullah Andalusi wearing the garb of the Christians, wearing the cross of the Christians, the belt of the Christians, the entire clothing of these Christians. And he's holding a staff in his hand and standing in the way he used to stand to deliver the khutbah on the Friday. This brought, this made it even worse for them. They went up to him, they made salam. He replied to the salam. And they ask him what had transpired. He's crying and they are crying. Quran, do you remember any? He said only two ayat I remember. One of them was the disgraces, No one can elevate him. No one can bring honor to him anymore. The second ayat, wamay Iman, Sawa the one who changes kufr in lieu of Iman, he's gone astray, he's gone off the path. Any hadith, you remember, only one from 30,000, only one hadith remains in my memory. Man the one who changes his deen, kill him, slay him, execute him. Anyway, they made dua and they continued, they're going back to Baghdad. On the way, they notice, that from one of the streams, Sheikh Abu Abdullah Andalusi, rahimahullah, miraculously, he's on the way back to Baghdad, they left him at that town. But as they're going back, this man is coming out from a stream, he's taken a ghusl and a bath, he asked them for clean clothes. He dons that clean clothes and he recites, an Allah, ilaha illallah, wa ashadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. And he comes back. Allah has blessed him with Iman. Allah has blessed him with Tawfiq. Allah has blessed him with whatever he had. He comes back to Baghdad. He makes Tawbah. They asked him what had transpired. They said, When you left, I cried to Allah. I fell in Tawbah. I cried so much, the ground around me became wet. I said, Oh Allah, you gave me the opportunity of being right next to you. And now I've been pushed so far away. Oh Allah, accept my tawbah. Give me tawfiq. Bless me with my iman and the bounties you had blessed me with before. He comes back to Baghdad. Allah blessed him with so much more Quran. Whatever he knew, he was blessed with that and even more. His students were 12,000, now they numbered 40,000. But then the point to consider was, they asked him, what had transpired? What led to all that being taken away from you? So he said, remember the time when we passed that Christian through. I looked at all these people. But when I looked at them, I looked at them with the eye of contempt. I looked at them and I disdained what they were doing. And I said, how can these people be being anything other than Allah? And I looked at it as my own perfection. Allah Taala then sent a voice, I heard a voice. Allah sent some type of inspiration to me. That if we, the, or whatever we blessed you with is from our side. If we want, we can test you and we can take everything away. Immediately, I felt as though a bird flew out of my heart. And that was my iman. That was my tawfiq. Everything got taken away from me. Why? I, this day, I looked at others with contempt regarding it to be my own perfection. So respect the others and friends. May Allah save and protect us. One person mentioned very beautifully this wording, ana min. One person mentioned this, ana min. The first person to mention, ana khayrun min, I am better than so and so. Whatever I have is my perfection. Who was that? Shaitan. The one who said this, he was compelled to leave Jannah, not from a town or a country. He was banished from the most blessed place you can find. He was taken out of Jannah. So he says, antara min ahadim. So you be careful of regarding yourself to be better than anyone because this was the point that took him out of Jannah. Allah save and protect it mustn't be that what of Jannah because of these statements or these sentiments. A person mentioned beautifully, don't look down at anyone. Don't make your own judgment regarding someone that you are... Why? Because sometimes the crime a man committed saw it, but the tawbah he committed was in the darkness of the night. You got no idea of what tawbah he made. So don't look down at him because maybe... You'll be holding him in contempt and looking down for a crime he already made tawbah from. And you may fall harder than he fell. May Allah Ta'ala protect every one of us. May Allah grant us. May Allah save us from looking down at anyone at any time. <laughs>
0: أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله
1: الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس قال الله جل وعلا إن قارون كان من قوم موسى فبغى عليهم وآتيناه من الكنوز ما إن مفاتحه لتنوء بالعصبة للقوه اذ قال له قَوْمُ لا تفرح ان الله لا يحب الفرحين وقال تعالى فقول له قولا لينا لعله يتذكر او يخشى وعن معاذ بن جبل رضي الله عنه قال صلى الله عليه وسلم من عَيَّرَ اخاه بذنب لم يمت حتى يعمله الرواه الترمذي الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بما فيه من الايات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله, الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله من يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس اتقوا الله في السر والعلن وذروا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وحافظوا على الجمع والجماعة ووطنوا أنفسكم على السمع والطاعة واعلموا أن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه ثم ثنى بملائكة قدسه ثم ثلث بالمؤمنين من برية جنه وإنسه فقال تبجيلا لقدر حبيبه وتعظيما ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم فصل وسلم وبارك على احب خلقك اليك واكرمهم لديك سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه واتباعه كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى ورد الله ما ابي بكر الصديق نبيك من قال في حقه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا خليلا لا تقلد ابا بكر خليلا ورد الله ما من قال في حقه سيد الجن والبشر لو كان بعدي نبي لكان عمر ورد الله ما كامل الحياء والايمان من قال في حقه سيد ولد عدنان في الجنه ورفيقي فيها عثمان بن عفان وردى اللهم عن مركز الو... من قال في حقه النبي الاواه من كنت مولاه فعلي مولاه وردى اللهم عن السيدين ريحانتي سيد الكونين من قال في حقهما سيد الكونين سيدا شباب اهل الجنة الحسن والحسين وردى اللهم عن امهما فاطمة الزهراء من قال في حقها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سيدة نساء أهل الجنة فاطمة وارض الله عن جميع الصحابه خصوصا عن معاويه وعن بنات نبيك زينب ورقيه وام كلثوم وفاطمه وعن ازواجه المطهرات خصوصا عن خديجة وعائشه وحفصة وعن عمي نبيك ابي عماره الحمزه وابي الفضل العباس وعن التابعين واتباعهم اجمعين الى يوم الدين ربنا اغفر لنا ولاخواننا الذين سبقونا بالايمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين امنوا ربنا انك رؤوف الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى Please ensure that the safsah stayed and all the gaps have been fully. Please check our cell phones are switched off. I repeat, please check our cell phones are switched off. Made as a formality. If you haven't checked, check now and switch it off. Musical tones, anywhere, especially in the masjid at all times, are haram. Children are in the back. Adults in the front, should come to the soft quickly so we can commence the
0: salam.
1: Allahu Akbar. سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سَنُقْرِئُكَ فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى ان هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف ابراهيم وموسى الله اكبر سميع الله لمن حمده الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والتين والزيتون وطود سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الانسان في احسن تقويم ودناه اسفل سافلين الا هو عمل الصالحات فلهم اجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين اليس الله باحكم الحاكمين الله اكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر, الله أكبر. الله أكبر. السلام عليكم ورحمه الله السلام عليكم ورحمه الله والصلاه والسلام على رسوله سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار وشكرك وقسم عبادتك ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم صلى الله تعالى على خير قلبه سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين برحمتك يا الله.